Courtside Club is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. What's up, you guys? I'm Rachel Mita, and welcome to the Courtside Club. Today, I am joined by two-time WNBA All-Star and... ESPN superstar, Janae Ogwumake. Yes. Welcome to the Courtside Club. I am so happy to be back with you. By the way, this is the only time we can actually have like a friend dinner by actually working. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's in town. I was like, oh, you're in town. Great. And it's like, can we do pod? And I was like, absolutely. We've been meaning to do this for, <laughs> for, years. for years. So I've known you since Adidas days, probably 2015, 2016. What I think is so interesting is you were just kind of stepping your toe into this kind of posting space, social media space. (laughs) And to see you now, first of all, congratulations on your extension at ESPN. It's incredible. Thank you. It's a blessing. Honestly, it's really a blessing. You know, started off, you know how you say started in the bottom? No. (laughs) I started off in like, a studio that was like pretty much a closet in the fourth, which is like pretty much the last building at ESPN that you had like the guy manual, one person manually operating. It's called, well, I don't want to put shame to our studios, but it was called PD 41. Okay. One person manually, manually operating everything. And then I'm in an opposite corner and like doing my, <laughs> doing my everything. And yeah. I learned so much through sports center Africa and the international side and they do amazing work. But, um, to start from the small little studio to now have an amazing studio here in LA and primarily working on NBA Today and NBA Countdown. Yeah. It's a dream. But yeah, like if you asked me in 2015 when we first met, what do you do? I was like, oh, I kind of like basketball no, talking but, but you're such a hard worker, though. Like you deserve every bit of it because you were also like even with me and I've like been in the hosting space for like a little bit longer, but kind of just like asking me, OK, like I don't even think you had an agent at the time. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, do you think I need this? Or and then you were getting really good like with your social media. So I don't know. From the outside looking in, I'm so proud of you and like happy well, for right you. Well, right back at you because oh, you're thanks. like, <laughs> you make conversations so easy and you've been doing this whole interviewing top tier athletes, but making it feel like you're a friend. But I'm just like happy mm. that I'm an actual friend and not just someone that just <laughs> comes into the schedule once in a while. But you're doing phenomenal as well. You make it so much easier for me. <laughs> but I wanted to ask because you're a very unique talent in a way because you are still technically a professional athlete. You are kind of doing both. What, first of all, what was that like kind of splitting up your time or being able to manage your time? Because training in itself is a full-time job. Yeah. And then television is not an easy task either. Yeah. It's not been easy, but it's been so rewarding being a simultaneous professional athlete and a broadcaster. And at times, you know, they, people, the first question people always ask, always ask is, how do you balance it? Yeah. I'm like, I don't. I'm not great. My mom was always saying, Tanae, where your old husband at? And all that type of stuff. Yeah. And like, how do you have a life? And be great at both. And I've really had some adversity when it comes to injuries on the court and trying to find my way back there. But now I feel like I'm at a great place. You know, this is the first off season that I've had that I'm not rehabbing from something, you know, coming back from something. And on broadcast, I mean, this is my wildest dreams. And so I just think that the way that society has moved, especially for women having voices and people of color having voices. And like one thing we learn in basketball, and I think you and I are uniquely positioned to talk about it. If you got game, you got game. If you love the sport, you love the sport. If you can hoop, you can hoop. There's nothing else that really matters. And so just centering myself with people that believe in that vision has allowed me to get to where I am today. And so have you noticed a different level of respect that you've gained because you are an athlete? 
because you have a lot of great takes <laughs> speaking on the NBA that I feel like even sometimes I'm like, girl, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> like, sorry, RJ, or sorry, you know, Perk. Like, yeah. Shanae's got it. Well, I think it's because I can't afford to really make a mistake. Because a lot of times as women, when you make a mistake, that mistake is magnified. Now, mind oh, you, yeah. there is a subset of the population that will say, look, we roast, no offense, Stephen A. Stephen A knows I love you. I love him and everything. But like, we <laughs> roast Stephen A. We roast Skip for every bad take, which is true. Mm -hmm. But as women, it feels like those are held on to you way longer, our mm -hmm. mistakes. And so I think every day I always try to come in with a unique perspective, which is that I'm a current athlete. And so I know exactly what it's like to be in the locker room or I'll like, the craziest thing that'll happen is I'll say someone's name and everyone's watching. Like a lot of the NBA guys are practicing at that time or getting ready to practice. And so it's probably up in their arena. So like I'll say an athlete and the next thing I'll get a FaceTime live on TV. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, if I'm talking, I can't answer the FaceTime because you know I'm on air. Right. You know, but it, it just is funny, like where you time space awareness. Wait, who's FaceTimed you? I'm not going, I'm not, I can't do it. Can't I'm, do it. I can't do it. But like, even if it's like a friendly. Oh, no, no. They're but, all like, yeah. Well, I mean, they're not like mad at you most of the time. Huh? No, there are a number, there are a lot of people that reach out that are yeah. great. I can't, I got to keep my sources. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> we can keep the sources. Football season is here and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of the 10 tickets purchase, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Starting your own small business can be a total roller coaster. Between all the bumpy twists and turns comes the actual business side of your business, which can really throw you for a loop. Luckily with QuickBooks, you can manage your business with confidence from the start. So no matter how bumpy the ride gets, you can always stay on track. New business, no problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. Learn more at quickbooks.com. I want to ask you some NBA questions. I oh, have some dear. topics for you. <laughs> Let's get it. Exclusive for the Courtside Club. I want to know your sleeper teams right now in Ooh. the NBA. Because we, I mean, we've heard enough about the Lakers, Lord help the us. Nets, the Celtics, you know, these kind of buzzwordy yeah. teams. Yeah. What are your sleeper teams? Ooh. Who have you been watching? Okay, I think you'll like both of my sleepers. Okay, let's hear it. Let's start with the West. We're going to go with the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. People, the streets know that I rock with the Pelicans <laughs> yeah. heavy. Uh, just because I think CJ McCollum, he's just an excellent leader. And you just saw ever since he was implanted into that organization, just something shifted and changed. It seemed like they had that... He had that command of like, hey, everything's going to be all right. And we're also going to play really great basketball. And then I can also help you get a bucket as well. Right. Uh, Zion being back and healthy. B.I. is probably, Brandon Ingram is probably one of the most interesting stories. Because he came into the Lakers limelight and was like, whoa, this guy could be potentially one of the best players. And mm -hmm. you're starting to see that progression, but on his terms. I don't know if you saw that crazy video about how like only in his free time, all he does is watch Michael Jordan clips. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like. I just that's dope it, yeah. and I think maybe that's primarily during the off season or who knows maybe that's all he watches hoops in general but I was like they've got a really cool thing happening the Pelicans so I, I I'm very high on the Pelicans now in the east uh-huh I don't know what it is with me in Toronto and these Raptors <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, <laughs> I was waiting for Cleveland because you said I was going to like oh, this. But are they a sleeper now? Oh, well, that is true. But I don't think they're a sleeper now. I would say now. the same about the Pelicans, though. I feel like I don't know how much of a sleeper that they were at the beginning, but then they kind of came out strong and we're like, oh, wait a second. But okay, so Zion really is healthy. So this is what I'll say. The Raptors have, well, I guess I hurt my own argument because I was like, the Raptors have won a championship. And so the expect, I don't know. But that was a completely different team. That, exactly. So that's, that's why, why I think they can sleeper, be a sleeper. For yeah. sure. No, let's hear it. Let's okay, hear well. It. I mean, I don't know. I just have a thing. I went and called the G League showcase in Mississauga uh, out in Canada. And when I went there, I was like, whoa, this basketball culture is different. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's all they they're have. They're like happy and nice and like just <laughs> like there's no drama with the teams. It's just like we just want them to be great. <laughs> yeah. you know? And also I'm very close to Masai Ujiri and mm -hmm. he is just a phenomenal individual, both as an executive within the basketball world, but as someone that's Nigerian American, just what he has done for the growth of the game globally. And then you win a championship and then, you know, Kawhi leaves and the team changes. But then now Pascal Siakam is having an amazing season after having a couple years of adversity. Player, yeah. Like there's so many people. And then like Scotty Barnes, like how fun is that? I remember talking to Masai and he was like, look, the year we were in Tampa, because you remember they had to, after the bubble, they had to play in Tampa for another year. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, he was like, look, I felt really good about myself because I had, I was like uniquely positioned to be able to scout Scotty Barnes really well. <laughs> and so I'm going with Scotty because it was like, people were saying, oh, why Scotty when you had like, I think it was Jalen Suggs and a couple other guys. Mm -hmm. And Scotty just goes out there and balls. And I'm like, wow, like, there's just like brilliance. Ba Sorry, I'm I'm a nerd when it comes to the Raptors and I just love No, them. that's great because it's some team that we do not hear about as of late, especially when we have like just these bigger teams. But I think as we're seeing with even how the NBA standings are right now, none of the teams we've been talking about are even in the top four in either conference. Correct. Like the Warriors are having their law. I think they just won last night, yeah, which was off like, of like Steph having to go for 50. Right. <laughs> So it's I, that's why I wanted to ask you with the basketball brain that you have. Since you are in L.A., we have the Lakers and the Clippers. Early on, I had a lot of people say the Clippers are going to be title contenders. I don't believe it, but I want to get your take on both of these teams and if there is anything that the Lakers can do to kind of turn – their season around a bit. See, one thing I love about podcasts is that I don't have a producer in my ear saying rap, rap, rap. Because usually <laughs> after 60 seconds, they're like, Janae, you've been talking too long. We got to move it to the other people. So I'll give you my full thoughts. Yeah, um, let's, hear it. let's start with the Lakers. I think, and this, I don't think it's a hot take, but like they're going to have to move someone. They're going to have to move someone. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate that the experiment with bringing in Russ has not necessarily panned out the way they wanted because to bring in Russ, you need him to like knock down outside shots consistently. But then you also need Anthony Davis to like be healthy and available and dominant. Mm -hmm. And then you need LeBron James to keep doing what he's doing. Because right. I was just saying like, it blows my mind that we're in this era. I feel like we're, I don't want to say we're getting old, but maybe we're getting older. We're like, LeBron may go for 30. KD may go for 30. Steph may go for 30. Mm -hmm. And their teams will probably still, you know, could still lose. Yeah. Like, what is happening? Before, yeah. like, growing up, we were like, oh, it's a wrap. Right. <laughs> it's a wrap. No. And so when I think about this Lakers team, I just think that, unfortunately, LeBron said it after, like, game one. We don't have enough shooters. And even when you do shoot the ball better, it's not so sustainable for you guys to be, like, you guys, for the Lakers to be successful. And so I think someone is going to have to, get moved and for them to balance out the roster that they need to be. And when you say someone, do you mean one of those three, LeBron, AD, Russ, or do they move pieces? I think it's, it's gotta be creative. I don't know specifically 
who should be the one moved. Let's be real. LeBron ain't going nowhere. I don't think LeBron's right. going anywhere. Even though Stephen A. had his hot take. It's you changed. gotta get rid of LeBron. <laughs> that was a really bad Stephen A. impression, but you know what I'm going for. <laughs> Blast me. Um, yeah, no, exactly. I, Stephen A., the, the thing about Stephen A. is he might say something, but a lot of times there's a there's a thread of truth within what he's saying. Maybe it's not as accurate as what you need. Like, it's, it's not gonna be LeBron. But yeah. someone notably probably needs to or will get moved. Right. Right? And I, I personally don't think it'll be LeBron. I don't, you know, they're trying, Russ. But there is something going on where you have to figure out how to balance out this roster because it's it's not, ne- like when you have LeBron James turning 38 yeah. in December in like a month, you got to make the most of that now. And yeah. I think the big key here is just that Rob Palinka said you get one shot at doing this, which is why I can't say it's specifically one person. It'd have to be the right scenario because they're going to pass up a lot of really good looking things because they know that they've already mortgaged their future. They have to get this right for LeBron and the Lakers to actually have a title. So that's right. Lakers. That's LA. Yeah. One half. Yeah, one half. Uh, I was one of them peoples, girl. You were one of the the Clippers (laughs) enthusiasts. See, the problem is like they sent me a jersey like two years ago with my number on it and like a Kuma K on the back. I think I have one too. I can't even lie. (laughs) They were big in like social media and like promotional. Oh, it was on point when they got the new. Remember the Street Edition? Oh yeah, the white ones. It was like Lob City at the time too. They were going crazy. Anyway, and I was like, oh, they love me. So like, let me. Well, they love. They got you with a free jersey. Like you can, they can shoot. Teams can get me one that says my name on the back. I can get jerseys, but like if it's if you take the time to put my name and my number, it's a wrap. Game over. Game. Come on, Rocket. <laughs> get my love back. But yeah, I definitely was high because like if you look at what they did last year, their role players like getting Norm Powell on him, giving you twenty points per game. Reggie Jackson was shooting the ball well. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Kennard, a sniper. Uh, getting Robert Covington. Like, there are so many pieces that fit perfectly. And so even with Kawhi out and Paul George playing better towards the like, because he was available and playing, mm-hmm. you had this feeling like, oh, like, they're There's good. potential, yeah. Ka- insert Kawhi. This is one of the best two-way teams in the NBA. And then this year happens, where a lot of the players that you were excited about, that they had lightning in a bottle last year, are not starting the year off as they needed. But the biggest issue is Kawhi. You know, like, after a was it two games? I think it was oh, he when he started sitting. Yeah, I think yeah, I just, I think it was very saying, early. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like after two games, and I think I heard yesterday on our show that it was like eight. So far, it's been eight games straight that he's mm-hmm. been out. That's not a good sign. So like, right. on paper, the Clippers should be the top team in the West, neck and neck with the Warriors. But in principle, based on what we've seen with the health scenario. Yeah, I, I've sort of been like, oh, I have to like get rid of that situ- situation in my head. I feel like that's been a bit of a trend in the NBA as of late, though. Teams looking fantastic <laughs> on paper, Brooklyn, or being like, I mean, come on, yeah. <laughs> there's no better example. Yeah. <laughs> looking fantastic on paper, and then they get on the court and they either don't have the capability of playing together. Somebody can't stay healthy. There, the the chemistry isn't there. There's extracurriculars mm. that are getting in the way, and. In a way, to me, it's exciting for these other teams if us as the media can start giving them some attention. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I also get sometimes that like drama sells or these superstars that we've had their names in our mouths for years, which you even spoke on. You know, we have Steph, we have LeBron, we have KD, we have Kawhi, But now we have Ja, Zion, Luca, like different names that are 
that deserve to be talked about. Giannis. Giannis. So I was going to ask you, actually, because we are seeing a lot of pro athletes who are greats starting to retire. Like you talk about Serena, you talk about Federer, you talk about Tom Brady for like a hot second. But (laughs) you know what I mean? LeBron is like reaching 40. Super Sue Bird, right? We have like Candace that hasn't retired, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like these are this great era of athletes, this- like our era. Per yeah, se. our era. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is this next era? Like, what do you see? Like, who is going to be that next name when LeBron and Katie aren't in the league anymore? Yeah, I think the cool thing about this next generation of sports kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> the rising generation, you think of the John ja Morants, like I said, the Luca Doncic's. Um, the Zions, but then you have to like also put in there like the Naomi Osaka's. Mm-hmm. They they grew up with access to technology and they grew up with a platform that was in their firm control. Yeah. And so you're now seeing them authentically the way they want to be seen. They can do it on their own. Yeah. And I think that's the way you asked about like how sometimes drama sells like unfortunately we always have to talk about the lakers or we always have to talk about the nets yeah not saying unfortunately because i love those like to talk about hoops but now they can create conversation on their own terms so that they're not missing out because one platform has a way of doing it Definitely. and to me that's the coolest thing is there one player in particular in the nba right now who's like younger coming up that you're just in a with? fan of yeah um you know not younger but i'm like Giannis like Giannis is everything that the NBA needs to be is and is like going Mm -hmm. he's already got the credentials as an MVP a defensive player of the year a champion he's a two-time MVP he could be a three-time MVP this year Mm -hmm. which would mean he joined the class of Larry Bird Magic Johnson and Moses Malone he could finish career as like five-time potentially MVP maybe who knows and he's just lovable likable funny so funny like relatable but then you know for me coming from a cultural background that is literally identical nigerian and he's well he's nigerian greek but i'm nigerian american he's you know you know what i mean uh i just i know he's not young but i think he represents everything that's good in the sport because he has and i don't want to like make this comparison lightly i'm just i think we're seeing a different version of it through Giannis. when we think about kobe and that mamba mentality about how you approach every game like Mm -hmm. so seriously and you want to be great you know Kobe did it with that killer mentality right like Giannis is doing it in his own way um every game he just had he's out to prove something he has a chip on his shoulder and not saying that those two players are the same by any means but like he's very intentional about every time he steps on the court it means something and you can just see it through his game and maybe because he's not like doing the most arrogant things on the court right you don't really it can fly by sometimes and maybe because he has 48 or 49 against my rockets it gets pulled out (laughs) after 28 minutes right you know he's not getting those like 60s 70s you know Mm -hmm. but i think holistically Giannis antetokounmpo i just am like that's he's he's number one in my book of like nba i love the league and i love its players and globally i think he's really affecting the game and kind of bringing that global element right but like he's the one you like he's a special bridge. He can bridge it from here in the US where he's a Milwaukee Buck to playing on the Greek national team to celebrating mm-hmm. his culture in Africa. Yeah. Like he's the 
full embodiment of a global game. To making hilarious Instagram reels the and best. TikTok. <laughs> the so best. Good. The accent just like yeah. perfects it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get more into the WNBA a little bit after halftime, but I have a halftime game for you if you're down. Okay, let's do it. I want to know Janae's starting fives. You've probably seen this on the Courtside Club. Okay. So, first up, we have our starting five NBA players of all time. Ooh. These are specifically your starting five NBA players of all time. Okay. My starting five of NBA players of all time. Mind you, this is mine. It's not like saying this is what I think is the overall NBA unbiased opinion. If you heard Jacoby's interview, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay, good. So I'm going to go with one, obviously, Michael Jordan. Like, do I have to explain why or I can just drop him? I think we all know. Okay, thank point. you. I don't yeah. need no explanation necessary. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> I'm going to go with LeBron James because if we have a GOAT debate, those two go head to head. And I love what, you know, LeBron represents for, like, what an athlete can be in a business as he's playing. And then MJ just for, like, all time. Uh, I'm going to go with Kobe Bryant just because – as a female hooper, a woman's hooper, the impact that he would have had if he continued doing what he did would mm -hmm. have been tremendous throughout. Like he was our biggest amb ambassador and Gigi is someone that's near and dear to all of our hearts. And just like that Mamba mentality, that is something that is just universally understood, not even just in basketball, but throughout the world. Mm -hmm. So I've got MJ, I've got Braun, I've got Kobe, I've got Bill Russell. Okay. Just, I'm, I'm on the WMBPA, the Players Association, and so we've had a lot of conversations the last few years about the impact of what playing can be, not just as like winning and like how you can change the game in your community, but also through advocacy. I think Bill Russell, we're celebrating him all year long. Um, seeing that six there is super special, so he's up there for me. And then last but not least, who did I put? Oh, Oh, yeah. So this is why it's like my list, right? <laughs> okay. I'm from Houston. Okay. Grew up in Houston. I was going to say, like, if I was going to go super biased, I would have put, like, Tracy McGrady because, like, he was my first. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He would have been my first favorite player. But I'm going to go Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. And when we talk about a global game, what he represented, especially for me being Nigerian-American mm -hmm. um, and just the dominance of, like, establishing the Houston Rockets like that. My first autograph was Clyde Drexler. So, like, okay. I'm an H-Town girl. Yeah. And so it's Hakeem. So I think it goes, Bron what is it, uh, MJ, Braun, Kobe, Bill Russell, and Hakeem Olajuwon. I love that. Okay, is that okay? I <laughs> No, I love that. And it's, it's funny, too, because I ask a lot of different guests what their starting fives are in this specific question. And I think it's really interesting to see different eras too, mm -hmm. because people will ask me like who's in my starting five or, or my greatest of all time. And for me as a ball player and like growing up in basketball, it's hard for me to put people in who I didn't watch yeah. or like experience their yeah. era. So like LeBron, Michael and Kobe are all in mine too. Okay. But then I feel like that, that, those second two spots can go to like a, a Will Chamberlain or yes. a Bill Russell yep. or a Kareem. Yep. Or, but I do like that you put Bill Russell in there too, because I think if we talk about the greatest debate or whatever, mm -hmm. rings always comes up, right? Yep. 11, right? 11. And 13. Right. Like what? <laughs> So, you know, if we're going to talk about stats, even if we didn't get to see yep. a guy ever play in person, like that's just something. A hundred percent. So how about your starting five in the NBA currently? Oh, in the current NBA. Ooh, yeah. This one's getting spicy. Okay. This is maybe it's Giannis. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, in the NBA, like playing right now. Who playing is right side? now. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. Oh my, you know, I, I had a prep. I had a prep. Okay. 
I think we're gonna definitely go with Giannis. Uh huh. We're gonna go with Luca. Okay. Because Luca's like pretty much on a tear, like averaging 30 point games. Like crazy. Just ridiculous. And Giannis is self explanatory. I'm gonna go with Steph. I know the Warriors are losing or have been losing as of late, but he just reminded people, like, I can still do this if I so choose, right? But he knows he has I don't, to get the young I don't think this is going to continue I don't think for so too either. much longer. I don't no. think so either. But yeah. I think I love it because Steph is always good with like a subtle statement. And he's like, look, I could do this, but we're going to develop these young guys. <laughs> yeah. But y'all don't forget. Don't forget. We'll don't be back. Who I am. Just wait until after All-Star break. <laughs> exactly. Um, who else do I have? I have. Oh, now it got tricky. It got tricky because like okay. Steph, uh, Luca, Giannis. I, I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant. He's okay. he just got Eastern Conference Player of the Year, a Player of the Year, Eastern Conference Player of the Week, and in probably the most difficult season start that we've imagined for the Nets. Right. Managing a lot. Yeah. I think he's having a career best year, like averaging around 31, 32, and so and everyone and knows still like, coming off of injury too. Exactly, Achilles not gang. too far removed. Yeah. I know the Achilles game. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's impressive what he's done, and like if we we all know like all he wants to do is hoop, and so given all that he's had to navigate i'm gonna put him in as four and then five was tricky for me because i was like i love what jason tatum has done to start the year but i'm gonna go with Jokic, the joker because my gosh oh yeah and jaw was in there too like in the mix as well but like the more i look at how much he affects offensively it just blows my mind now i'm not saying he's gonna like win again mvp i think two time is pretty good uh but yeah, he's definitely top five with how he produces. So no LeBron in this one, in this Girl. current in this current NBA. Okay, he's a he's a victim of his circumstance. Yeah. If they were winning, Braun is easy up in there. But like, I don't know how you can put a team that. It, well, I'm trying to think. What are the Nets doing? They're not. No, they were just recently three and one. <laughs> Lakers just won. I just think the Lakers, unfortunately, I'm just, a, yeah, he's a victim of his circumstance right now. Because yeah. there are a lot of guys that are putting up really decent numbers. And I'm not saying LeBron is not a top five player over the last couple of years. Of but course. like right now, there are players that are moving things yeah. forward for their teams. So we have, we have Giannis. We have Luka. Yep. We have the Joker. We have KD. And then who who's your first one? And then I had Steph. Steph. And Steph. Steph How yeah. could we forget Steph? Yeah, now you're like making me one. question my LeBron. There is, there's not a right answer to no, this. No, I know. I know. And it's also the beginning of the season, so we'll see how it goes. That is true. But I think Joker is also somebody who flies under the radar a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know? but I, in fairness, I do... I mean, I he's do, won MVP twice. He shouldn't be flying under the radar, but he correct, does. Like, correct. We, we don't talk about him correct. much. I think I just have like LeBron deference because we just did my whole top five of all time like Chanae's list and so it's like how do you have someone that's playing that's not in your top that's fine he's gonna but yeah I guess Steph is not in that either but Steph made this so yeah. like you know there's a time and place LeBron's for gonna watch this interview he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder and he's gonna really he's gonna step go it crazy. up a notch father time <laughs> right? take on father time again <laughs> alright last starting five WNBA players of all time okay so I'm gonna get funky okay <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, number like I'm gonna go Lisa Leslie. That's my big sis, that's my mentor. She has really been an example of like for women like us, people that are you know, women that play basketball, how you can do more than just play basketball. She's an entrepreneur, she's a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. She honestly, the coolest thing about Lisa is like she gives the best life advice. Really? Actually, and I say life, I mean relationship advice. Okay. I her husband wrote an amazing book. Uh shoot, what am I gonna say? Like, oh, women have all the power, too bad they don't know it. 
Really? Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> so Michael Lockwood, yeah. Okay. Women have all the power, too bad they don't know it. Okay, Meaning so like, winning at life if your husband writes that book. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, she knows it. She right. knows she has all the power. Yeah. Sorry, so I digress. Good. But Lisa, just she's like the perfect example of being fierce. But then for me, like, I like to also show my femininity. Mm-hmm. So Lisa's up there. Okay, second, I'm going to put the comments just in general. So okay. I'm going to put uh, Tina. I'm going to put Cheryl. I'm going to put Cynthia. Oh, you're bundling era. them. Okay. I'm bundling them. <laughs> We'll let you slide this time. <laughs> I'm going to bundle the comments. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to go to Mika Catchings. Okay. Catch. Oh, man. Yo. So, you know. Where did she go to college again? Shoot. Why am I forgetting? She's Tennessee, right? Okay. Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, isn't it? So, it's funny. People always say, like, what was your welcome to the WNBA moment? Welcome to the league moment. It was catch. Really? My second game, we went on the road to play the Indiana Fever. <laughs> And I'll never forget. I'm going to catch. Yeah. All right. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I can do this. Right? How old are you at the time? Shoot. What was I? 20 something? Like early 20s? 22? 21? 22? I was yeah. Like, I'm going to get this catch. Like I can do this. I had no choice. We were young and we we're playing all our young players. Right. We're like early in the first quarter. We're coming down. She has the ball. I'm like, okay. Like guard. I didn't have to guard many perimeter players. Like when I was at Stanford. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, guard her. Guard her tight. Like sh- show that you're engaged and that you're not going to back down. She hits me with a cross. Like bringing from right to left, like across the right elbow, <laughs> drawing it back. Your girl fell to earth. You dropped. You got dropped. I got dropped. Sis. Second game. I got dropped. Oh my god! And I remember laying on the ground like a snow, like you're doing a snowman. <laughs> I remember laying on the ground and looking at that shot go up. Just the whole time, it was the longest time. I was oh like, no! Please be a brick. Please be a brick. Please be a brick. Please be a brick. Brick. Yes. <laughs> Yes, catch. Sorry, so catch is awesome. And Get like, yourself up real quick. A lot of times you don't talk too much. Maybe when you think about Michael Jordan, like defensively, what people do as to make them a top player, mm-hmm. catch defensively, one of the hardest to go against. So, so. I, yeah, so I've got the comments, I've got catch, I've got Lisa, and then I'm going to go with Diana Taurasi, mm-hmm. the all-time leading scorer in, in the WNBA and coming back for her 19th season, I think. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. And then I'm going to go, of course, I have to put my sister in there, Neko Gumake. I love that. In the that. same way that I talk about like impact off the floor, mm-hmm. NECA being able to like be the courtside club for my big sis, <laughs> she had to soldier, uh, shoulder a lot, especially from like 2019 to 2022 as mm-hmm. the president of the Players Association. There were so many weights that we're wearing um, as yeah. WNBA players having to advocate and be the voice for so many issues, particularly as a league that's predominantly black. And she navigated that like better than I think anyone I've ever seen like navigate a situation like that. No, and, a true class act and an absolute superstar on the court. Yeah, and like helped negotiate a CBA that was considered not only a win for women in sport, but just women in the workplace in general with paid maternity leave and just, you know, family planning benefits and just resources for when you want to finish playing and just pay. I know a lot of people want to talk about the WNBA players and pay, but like there were huge, huge steps forward, like not many scenarios anywhere do you Mm -hmm. go and just double your salary, right? So I think a lot of times we play, um, we're prisoner to the comparison between our leagues, but on our own, our league is doing really well and trending in the right direction. And so Big Sis is my, in my starting five. I know. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. See, it's not just about the daily promos, odd boosts, or the hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself, you bet you get with Caesars Rewards. 
every bet you place on the app, no matter the outcome, earns towards exclusive perks at Caesars Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app, become a Caesars Rewards member today, and get more with every wager. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Can you actually let us under the hood a little bit to those conversations? Because you're familiar with it just as much as I am. The the little chirping that oh, we yeah. have from everybody else, from, from fans, from people who even aren't familiar with women's basketball or the WNBA, who have everything yeah. in the world to say about it. Yeah. Um, what has been done in this past year to where you feel like optimistic with how the league is trending and just how women's basketball is trending? Exposure. Exposure is the name of the game. And like just to briefly touch on what you say, a lot of times people speak on the WNBA without fully immersing themselves in it. Mm-hmm. Because if you immerse yourself in it, a lot of times the energy that we receive on social media or just through people's thoughts about it, that's not the same energy we get in person. And that's not the same energy. When I walked on the street, people were like, oh, wow, you you are tall. You play basketball. Oh, you're a Sparks player. Oh, I see you on ESPN. Like, right. it's all great positive energy. And why mm-hmm. can't we keep that the same um, where we have platforms, whether big or small? So I would say that, like, the trend is that our game is growing. Sports, women in sport, like, it's, it's the place that has opportunity to grow, which is really exciting. Um, and exposure is a key. I've seen this and you've seen this in real time, you know, being able to just sit at, you know, LAPC, which is what we call our studio downtown in LA and, and sit next to, I remember like I had my pinch me moment, like, sorry, I'm laughing myself. Tracy McGrady. (laughs) I literally went and said like, Oh my gosh, you're my crush, man. You were my childhood crush. I said that on air and I'll never forget. Rachel Nichols was like, I was like, hoops crush, but also yeah. kind of crush too, but like mainly hoops crush. Uh, yeah. up to commercial break. <laughs> commercial break. And like everyone knew what I was saying. And then here was Scottie Pippen. And I'm so here. Cool. And you have like this imposter syndrome of like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Why I'm here? Because hoops is hoops. And I play the game. I played at a high level. And I, um, well, try my, play it at a high level in the WNBA. And I try my best to bring my highest level when I'm playing. But like, there's this idea that, we have this imposter syndrome where why why when people speak you know try to diminish the w or diminish women in basketball women in sport that's not the way we do it like we treat it normally we usually are like oh it's amazing that you're an athlete that you're capable of doing these things Mm -hmm. and the best way we can keep changing that is by pushing exposure by myself yourself sitting in these seats with a platform and um i think the w it's like it's awesome my boss at espn is uh, dave roberts and he's the one that pushed for me to like back three years ago go on air with Stephen a and and, like go back and forth and the thing i hear a lot was on the street with like today i love you keep giving Stephen A the business and you know it's like once you just get there right then people will start seeing and it'll shift people's perception of what oh it's not that she's a WNBA player speaking on the NBA it's like she has great points she cares about the game and so that that exposure I've seen in real time and now my boss is trying to like institute like pregame shows for the WNBA or even Mm -hmm. hopefully a daily show the -hmm. same way we talk about NBA today WNBA today you know that's what normalizes things that equalizes things right there was somebody on tiktok who it was a group of people having a debate and there was a female basketball player in this debate but they said that women's basketball needs to lower the rim 
to nine feet because the problem with women's basketball is that they're not dunking on each other. And it really upset me in a way. Uh, and I actually replied. And, and from the most basic level of if you think about changing the height of the rim, can you imagine how much less access women growing up playing ball would have? If you think about any part, I spent a lot of time outside playing basketball, <laughs> like at the park or at whatever court it was or whatever. So it was such a uh, elitist way of thinking that like, oh, yeah, every every hoop will have one 10 foot and one nine foot, one for the guys, one for the girls. At the same time, how much did you play with boys growing up Yeah, to improve your game? Yeah. All the time. Right. Yeah. And when I see arguments like that, I'm like, you know, I. Maybe I get it because you do care about female athletes. But the question is, do you, though? Because my sister had a really good answer on a panel to this. And she said the conversation about changing the rim is to placate someone that is looking for a reason probably not to support the the women that play. Yeah. You're just saying, oh, this will fix it. And I'm still probably not going to support it because I still prefer something else. Right. Instead of appreciating what it is inherently. Right. And when she said that, I was like, ooh, Neko, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, no. I'm on it. But right. yeah, I, I, I do I do agree well, there, with you. Well, there's, there's a lot of those little things that it's like, hey, let's, let's change the game to like... Change the uniforms. Yeah. Right. Just change all of these different things. And what I'm seeing, which I think is going to be the biggest asset to female hoopers and females who are playing at D- division one or college level or pro level or maybe never even getting to that point is the access with social media mm-hmm. and the ability to become a star in your own right yep. with the platform that you have absolutely because, right if i'm in, if i'm invested into you i'm gonna want to see everything that you're doing i see yeah. you on tv then i'm like huh i wonder how good she really is like let me turn yeah. on a game oh 100 percent. you know that's what i get right and so there's these young stars that are coming up. I see them on TikTok. Like I see girls in the locker room, like at Stanford, at these yeah. different. Haley and col- Cameron probably you see on the <laughs> Like so good. I'm like, yes, like yeah. do this. Like we get to see your personality. We get to see who you are as an athlete. And then I'm more inclined to watch your game because no, there is not as many WNBA, WNBA games on television as there is NBA games, right? So there's not as many opportunities to flick it on and watch. But when you're familiar with these players and you're fans of these people, these yep. humans, these like amazing girls that they are, you want to turn it on. Yeah, you know? and that's the exact same um, principle or idea that we brought up with Ja or Zion or mm-hmm. Luca. They're in control of their own brand and their image. And that's why even if they're not on NBA uh, channels, they're still getting exposure and building to become the faces of the league. And right. so for for women, it is largely social as well. And I love it. And I'm so excited because this next generation of Hoopers going to be like, they're going to know how to say no. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We grew up, we had to say, like, we had to say yes to everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to do this? Yes, yes, yes. To create this one opportunity that you want. <laughs> yeah. And I always tell people, like, growing up, we had the, la- you know, the ladder to success. And you have to take every step. Nah, they're going to. There's more ownership that's mm-hmm. available for players. And at the end of the day, us young people having ownership is key because then we can create our own opportunities. And I love that. How do you feel about NIL? Oh, you know, I, look, get your bread. I just wish <laughs> I just wish we could retroactively get ours too. Right. <laughs> I always say if NIL was available when I played, I would have played all four years. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's hilarious. Because I didn't I knew I didn't want to play professionally and yeah. that's why I quit early when I did mm-hmm. because I didn't feel like I was getting set up to succeed after basketball. Yeah. 
But if I could have been setting myself up at the same time, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. But. And, yeah. I I am so happy for every athlete that gets money. Mm-hmm. Like, get the money. I'm all about everybody getting their money while they can. Because that might be the only option that you have. Right. You know, professional ranks. If I didn't have this, to be, be able to be blessed with this platform of being a broadcaster, my trajectory based on my injuries could have really drastically changed. And I don't know what I would look like for my longevity right yeah it's not like yeah it's not like things are super set in stone for any of us so nil i'm here for it i want people to get paid i just wish us old heads could have got paid too. <laughs> right and i'm like second. everyone applies everyone yeah. applies. i i think too for some of the female athletes growing up because right young young boys right they see the 25 million dollar a year contracts that some of these nba players get mm-hmm. right and and for women that isn't an option Correct. as of right now as for just your WNBA salary. But if you see these girls in college who are getting these brand deals and kind of making a name, and then you see people like yourself, people like me who have transitioned their playing career into something else, like it gives you another option to where you can still take basketball or take whatever sport it is for as long as you can yeah. ride it. And then you can, you know, go into that next thing. So I think overall it will help women's sports and it, sports it does in seem general. a little bit like the wild west because i've been seeing like some of the money some people make it like, needs to like <laughs> settle out i think that there's gonna be some yeah like ebbs and flows until yeah. we see like where it really stands yeah. we are reaching the end of the game so i have some buzzer beaters for you okay. what is the best game you've ever sat courtside for mm, i've sat courtside for some really cool games but i'm gonna like take a a creative way to this mm-hmm. all-star game i think it was 2016 it was not a game it was a slam dunk contest oh dope i think that was the aaron gordon oh zach levine and just like was was that was that the one where Vic, victor also was with the magic and did the mascot hovercraft i can't remember they no, all no, were no. together so the the mascot one was aaron gordon Oh, when wait, it that was, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was, was like the dancing. The, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, the the one with where he jumped over the mask. Crazy. Mascot. And there had to be like three final rounds because they kept tying. That was the craziest thing I've seen courtside. Like, like maybe the best dunk contest in recent history for sure. Oh, for, hands down. thousand percent. Yeah. So it's not a game, but like that moment with like all the players, University mm-hmm. of the NBA, that was it. I'll take it. So who's one person dead or alive that you'd love to sit courtside with? There are a lot of people that I would want to. I think maybe, and this is recent and also by nature of where I I work and live right now, probably Kobe. Yeah. Kobe, just because what he was able to do as an athlete, but then he was transitioning into like just won an Oscar and his business is like, I would just like to pick his brain on how how he was able to build what he had built and where he saw things going because he, he cared ahead of so it. much. Yeah. He had like so many dreams and so many things. And in he the was work. ahead of the curve in so many re- regards of how he yeah. was positioning himself. So I think the more I think about it, I look a lot to like athletes and like, yeah. I mean, Serena falls into the same category as like, sis, like you're starting your ventures. Like, right. Ventures? <laughs> like, how do you go from athlete top greatest tennis player ever? To like now, oh, I'm going to just do venture capital and like help create opportunities. So like those type of conversations of people that have walked in the paths that we have walked and then like been able to 
create some real amazing things. She needs to do like a Skillshare course or whatever it is. Yeah, or a <laughs> like master class. Yeah, like an <laughs> online course. I'll be there. Hey, Serena, right? what's good, girl? <laughs> what is one event in history that you would have loved to have been courtside for? Ooh. It could be a sporting event or other. Dang. Oh, easy answer. Okay. Is this 2016 again? Why is it? Why is 2016 so? Like, actually, <laughs> the funny thing is the the best NBA and WNBA games. I would have loved to be at the NBA game seven, Cavs. Oh uh, yeah, Warriors. Warriors, because yeah. that's like my favorite game ever. Crazy. But the real answer is 2016 WNBA Finals game five because my sister hit the game winner. Yes. And I was in China. What? On FaceTime. Really? Like literally completely ditched my practice. All <laughs> and was like on FaceTime, like trying to get in the, ch I got in the championship photo yeah. with Mecca, like while she's holding it. To be courtside, to see her hit a shot that brought a championship, like. Dang. That's for sure the one moment in my life that I could be like, dang, I wish I was, like I'm always there, always there. Well, next be. time she does that, you're gonna be on the court I'm with her. I'm gonna be making the pass. Yeah. Making the pass. And then you're just gonna <laughs> tackle her after. Oh yeah, you, and I always joke, like you won't see me. We win a championship, y'all won't see me. Like you'll see me, Yeah. but y'all won't see me. Out of there. <laughs> I love it. Janae, thank you so much for coming on Courtside Club. Let everybody know where they can find you and what to look out for next. Uh, you can find me, obviously, on social. It's just my name, Janae. I also have a YouTube channel. So I'm going to start That's kind of badass that it's just your first name as your handle. So I had to, like, shout out to Chris Heine. I think it was Chris Heine that, like, right. had the name. And I was like, please, can I just How much do you have to over? pay him? It was maybe, like, a couple grand, maybe. A <laughs> Oh, yeah, you really wanted that. <laughs> I did. I mean, like, why not? But it was like, I knew that if I wanted it later, it'd probably be way more expensive. For sure. And so I was like, let me just... Smart move. Yeah, Smart so move. I was like, let me just do this. But I think it was like, a, and by a couple, I mean, like, probably like two or so. I, I don't remember. I don't okay. recall. But yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, I'm occasionally on TikTok, and I'm launching my YouTube channel. So Amazing. I can, because I do these breakdowns called cheat sheet. So like, okay. you know, I'm a nerd. Yeah. Homework on air. So I always break down the game. Typically it's leading to a huge matchup. And I realize sound bites on TV are like only 90 seconds. And so I have, as you can tell, I love, I have like so many yeah. advanced takes. So I'm doing it on my YouTube as well. I love that. And your YouTube channel is. Chine Ogwamake. Okay, perfect. Yeah, but I think my guy said my handle is Chine, but I think the. You got. You will find me. We'll find you'll it. Find me. And you can find her on ESPN pretty much every single day. It is literally the putting Stephen day. A in his place occasionally for fun. <laughs> I love you, Stephen A. No shade, Stephen A. We no are shade. All, we're all a fan, yes. but <laughs> Janae, thank you so much for coming on Courtside. And I'm proud of you too, Boo Boo. You're the best. You. <laughs> Yay!